0: From minimum wage to six-figure incomes, high school diplomas to PhDs, this podcast is about the workers who make up our nation's economy. I'm Allie, and this is Employed.
1: Uh, I knew for sure uh, I wanted to try my best to give some sort of security to kids, mostly.
0: Thank you so much, Jesse, for coming on today and sharing with everyone what it's like to work in law enforcement. Can you introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Well, thank you for having me, Ali. You know, definitely this is something new to me, and I'm very, very excited um, to share with your, your listeners of a little bit of my life and what I do on a daily basis. Uh, so as you mentioned, my name is Jesse, and I am a Texas Peace Officer here in the Lone Star State.
0: Awesome. How long have you been working in this career?
1: So I just actually hit um, six years in March, So I have six years and let's say two months, three months.
0: What got you interested?
1: I want to say it started all the way back to the childhood days. Uh, So I didn't really grow up in the best neighborhood. A lot of drugs, violence, gang violence, uh, drive-bys that I remember. Um, I think most of it for me had to do a lot with the um, sense of security. I never really felt uh, security or felt safe. I remember there was a moment where where my my parents their their truck was burglarized, and I remember we were outside in the morning and they looked at me and I, they had they had this this worried face, and I remember I, I'll never forget it because I, I remember my dad was about to leave to go work, and uh, just their worried face and the uh, officer arriving there on the scene kind of made me think like man maybe. I can be a police officer one day and wow. change somebody's life and be, you know, provide that safety to someone. And it didn't make too much sense in the beginning. However, now that I'm older, I'm an adult, obviously more matured. I, I think that's what was mostly going through my mind. And yeah, it was it was just a burglary. You know, nobody was yeah. harmed or anything like that. But the, the, the neighborhood wasn't the best neighborhood. So I think uh, I, I knew for sure uh, I wanted to try my best best to give some sort of security to kids mostly you know obviously growing up with the neighborhood friends we're playing cops and robbers and guess guess who I was I was always the cop.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Okay so walk us through a little bit in the beginning stages what is the process of becoming a police officer? I know that you have to go through the academy how does all that work?
1: Well the process first is a lot of paperwork a lot of background checks a lot of uh Test physical exams, mental exams, psychological exams. See if uh, you know if you're even competent, or you're, you're going to be able to handle the field. It's, it's, definitely not a field for everyone. So after you get through that process, that hiring process, the the interview after interview after wow. interview, all the sweats, you finally get into the academy. The academy is just nerve-wracking, uh, very very uh, difficult mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, you get put through, of course, a lot of physical tests, a lot of mental, definitely a lot of learning about policy, laws. There's, there's just so much that goes into it. The day can, the academy definitely is, is, is something very, very challenging. Um, and I know in my class we did lose two individuals that were actually, unfortunately, let go because they, they, they just didn't pass the exams. You know.
0: And I don't know if I have a little bit of a mis a misunderstanding or misrepresentation on the police academy, but I always imagine it like boot camp. Like it's very like you guys are like running miles or like doing push ups and things like that. Is that accurate? Like what does it look like in the police academy?
1: So depending on the season, okay, uh, if you're in the summer, early morning is going to be PT. You're going to PT for several hours. Uh, so you, yeah, you're going to be running, you're going to be doing, you know, push-ups, sit-ups. The thing is, uh, a lot of, a lot of academies have evolved more into a a CrossFit workout, which is great, which is great. I think, I think uh, it it makes it a lot more enjoyable, a lot more difficult. You get some, uh, some weight training in there you get some, uh, some cardio in there. So that, that's usually how it is. If we're still in the summer, obviously at the end of the, the, the midday, uh, we're in the classroom. You know, we're studying, studying laws, uh, policies, procedures, uh, going over scenarios. Uh, depending on what's, what's uh, on the agenda, that's what we are studying in the classroom. If you're in the winter, then in the morning you have your classroom setting. And then in the afternoon, that's when you have your, uh, your workout, basically.
0: How long, is the, how long is the academy?
1: So my academy was about maybe six months, six, seven months. Um, mine was a little bit different. Um, Due to due to previous experience, a lot of agencies right now are between maybe six months to eight months, and that's because the shortage. There's Mm. a shortage of uh, you know personnel, okay, of law enforcement officers or deputies or you know whatever their title may be, and basically they want to get them, you know, trained physically and mentally, Mm. and get them out there as fast as they can. I mean, look at look at America right now, you know. It's unfortunate, but a lot of uh, police officers are retiring or quitting to do something else. So the demand for it is a lot, a lot, lot more.
0: Right. Okay. And so after the academy, then what? So if you get through the academy, then?
1: You get maybe three, three and a half months of, of, uh, of training. It, so, some, some agencies call it FTO, field training officer, or some uh, call it uh, patrol training officer. Uh, which would stand for PTO. Okay. So you're basically riding with someone and they are, they're there to train you. They're there to guide you. You, you are going to do all the talking. You will take care of all the reports, all the paperwork. You know, you're going to do it all on your own. They want to see how you are going to handle, handle these, you know, calls, scenarios, how, how you speak to the public. There's little room for error if you lack safety, you know, that's something that can, you can just be let go. Uh, I mean, you're in that promotion, uh, probation period for a year. So, uh, so if, if you don't, if you don't make it within those three months, you, you know, you're, you're out, unfortunately. Um, that's the most stressful part of the training. I, I, I believe, uh, it was, it was every day, every, almost every day, I would wonder like, man, it, Am I built for this? Like, am I, am I really, is this really what I want to do? And, and like, cause you don't know, and they're not going to tell you, uh, I understand. I have a better understanding now as to why it, it is, it is structured the way it is. Once you finish that, of course you have, let me see, uh, you have what, nine, nine more months of uh, being on probation uh, and you're on your own. And yeah, that's, it's a stressful, stressful year.
0: Um, and I know that it's not required to have a college degree to become a police officer. Are you finding that it's pretty common, though, that most people do have college degrees, or is it not common?
1: I will say that it is becoming uh, more common. Okay. And I've only been in this uh, for six years. However, I have noticed a lot of people after me either have some sort of associate's degree or have a, uh, at least a, uh, a bachelor's degree. It is not required. Uh, They do require at least your high school diploma. However, in order to promote, you do need a certain number of hours of college uh, for you to be able to promote. Okay. But but other than that, no, um, it is not required. Will we see it one day? Maybe with with the way things are going right now across the United States, it, it is possible. A lot of times... Officers or, and deputies, you know, they come into the agency and they decide to go to school and they obtain their degree. And that's another option. It's a great option. Most of these agencies, they will pay for your school. I was going
0: to ask. Okay. That's yeah.
1: awesome. So, so why not take advantage of it? Right. Right. So, uh, uh, it, is, it is becoming, that's also becoming more of a, a norm that mm-hmm. I have noticed. And uh, especially with some of my classmates, I've noticed that they, they've returned to school and they're in school full time and then working law enforcement full time. And I don't know how they do it, but more power to them, more power to them. It could definitely be done.
0: What are the demographics of this field? I imagine that it's a male dominated field. Are you seeing that? Do you find that more women are entering this career field? What do you see?
1: It it, it is male Mm dominant. That is for sure not only with my agency, but I do believe with, you know, other agencies in the United States also, the the, the high demand for women is definitely there. Man, I, I think on my shift alone, there's only three females out of maybe uh, 30 of us, you know, on my, that should be heavily recruited more. Uh, they do try their best, uh, but I, I wouldn't be able to, specify what the issue is, Uh, you know, I'm not sure.
0: What range of salary can someone typically expect to make in this position? Obviously, this is going to depend on geographically where you're working and what position you are and how many years, but can you give us a range?
1: That's a very difficult question to answer. Reason for that is, like you mentioned, it depends on the agency, depends the uh, incentives that are offered. Yeah. Um the size of the agency, the uh the size of the population. I've seen somewhere it's about 40k as low as 40k and as for my location where I'm at, uh you're going to make beginning around 60. And that's you being a, you know, being a rookie, your first year and obviously you you get you get raises. Definitely if you're on the high end, you're going to make over six figures. Uh, for sure.
0: And then time off. Do you guys get a lot of time off during the year? Paid time off?
1: So, yes, we we do get a great amount. Uh, The only problem right now, uh, I would say, is that we are in a pandemic. We do get a lot of time off. We get, you know, obviously you get your sick time, your vacations. uh, You have personal leave. You have holiday leave. I mean, time off, off, I I, want to say, law enforcement-wise, it is great. Uh, I mean, I I can't wait for my two-week vacation coming up.
0: Obviously, it's changed with the pandemic, but how do work hours function? How are they scheduled? Do you guys get to pick your schedule? How does all that work?
1: So, when you first come out, it's basically, it goes by seniority. It's always going to go off of seniority. Okay. When you first come out, basically, whatever is available, you know, you could put your name in a hat and there'll be a drawing. And depending on seniority, you know, that's where you'll go. Um, obviously, when you start off, you're not going to go into the morning shift where, You know, it's a little bit, you have a little bit more of a life. Usually those hours are about 7 to 3 or 6 to 2. When you first get out of the academy, most of us will end up on on a second shift, which which is uh, either 2 to 10 or 3 to 11, okay? Days off can be, you get two days off out of the week. It can be um, like a Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it goes all the way down the line. Again, most of us that come out fresh out of the academy can end up on third shift, you know, which is going to be overnight. That would be either 10 to 6 or 11 to 7. Uh, like, for example, right now I have a Sunday-Monday off.
0: And then about on average, how many hours do you guys work a week? Is it still typically 40 hours or is it more?
1: So we, we are scheduled 40 hours. okay. In law enforcement, it is never, ever going to be that way. That way. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm going to say really late, a little bit late. Unfortunately, we get stuck and we either you're caught up in an emergency where, you know, you're not going to go home anytime soon. There's an arrest has to be made or, you know, you need to know contact investigators. I mean,
0: yeah,
1: it just depends on the scenarios these the scenarios can go left and right in any direction. Um, a lot of times if it's such a, such a busy day, you get backed up on reports and per policy, you know, they have to be done the, by the same day. So guess what? You have to stay late.
0: Okay. So how is your progress measured? Who manages you and how are they, you know, deciding if you're getting better at your job and, and what determines a promotion?
1: We are, I guess you can say, tracked by statistics, uh, stats, uh, how many uh, times you assisted someone or how many reports you made, how many arrests you made, how many traffic stops you made. I mean, but there, there's a whole list of statistics that, that they keep track of. It's always going to be our sergeants. I mean, there are managers, like say you work in retail, but I mean, they keep track. Uh, they see what you're doing now regarding promotions, uh, promotions uh, it's all exams. It, it's, it's, on, on policy, laws, health and safety code. Uh, so it's not one of those things where you just apply and get interviewed and then now now you're a detective, now you're a uh, sergeant, now you're a lieutenant. It does not work that way. So you actually, you actually need to study for these exams and it's very, very competitive. Most of the time you need to be either top 10, top 5%. So even though you pass doesn't mean that you're going to you know, be promoted they're very very competitive exams a lot of material
0: and how do the um the different levels of rankings how do those differ like how do those look different in the field because I imagine like the higher up you work the more time you're spending in an office and the less time that you're actually out on site but is that correct
1: yes and no um so a lot of times the detectives are Mostly behind a desk. However, they do go out to make to major scenes, ma- major incidents. Obviously, the Texans are going to be dressed well dressed. They are going to be they're going to be probably in a suit of tie, or you know some some sort of slacks, or and you know a polo shirt or a button up. You know, you, you, but you'll see them well well dressed. Sergeants will have some stripes. You know, they'll be out in the area. They'll be driving around, just basically making sure everything's okay. They're they're still you know out there. You know. Lieutenants are a little bit more behind the scenes, more the administrative captains will be the same way. And then you get into the chief status and they are, they are, again, more administrative.
0: Walk me through an average day at your job.
1: If I have a nice, steady day, uh, it's one of those where I get there and things have changed with, with the way the, the routine used to be because of COVID and and you walk in, you grab your keys. Hey, sergeant, I'm here. Uh, where am I at today? You're in this district. Okay, what vehicle do you have? Awesome. You're, you're out. You get to your vehicle. You do an inspection, you know, any damage, make sure everything is working, lights, sirens, radio. Obviously, we have our body cams. Uh, we start recording our, our vehicle inspection, you know. Okay, there's a scratch here. There's a dent here on the vehicle. Or this isn't working, you know. You begin to load up your patrol bag. Most of us have a patrol bag. Uh, a lot of times we keep in their paperwork um, that we, we may use to fill out on scenes, You know, depending on the, the scenario. Extra ammunition, cause you, because you never know. Obviously you have a lot of active shooter uh, scenarios going around uh, the United States for the past couple of years. Uh, you're gonna have drug testing kits, you'll have you know you'll have a vest, traffic vest uh, for crashes. you'll have you have oh, a lot that's of stuff a to lot to prepare
0: use. for, yeah
1: yeah, yeah, there's a lot in there. so you'll throw it all in there, right? once you're all set, you'll look at your screen and okay, so I'm in this district. Uh, are there any calls holding? uh dispatch assigned me that I call okay i'm on the way you know etc blah blah whether it could be a 911 check a disturbance you know it could be so many different things uh somebody has got a flat tire an alarm uh if i have some downtime and you know there's not much going on then yeah you know i'll start doing some traffic here and there if there's a, if i know in my district that there's a problem area if there's yeah. a if there's a road where you know, there's uh, constant speeders and we'll, we'll you know, I'll line up in that area and, you know, hang out there. If someone needs to be stopped, you know, stop them. Or if there's a stop sign in the neighborhood where that's constantly being ran, you know, same thing. Every day is completely, completely, completely different. Uh, there, there there's, there's times where I want to hit a problematic area in my district. Uh, because something is going on and I get pulled to do something else because a major incident happened and I don't get to do what I originally wanted to. So now I got to save it for another day. There is there is absolutely no routine. It's really, you no, know, it's crazy. And all
0: of this, you're with a partner, correct? Or do any police officers move? <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, so I actually work on my own. Um, the way we are trained, you know, it's it's funny you say this, so... In the academy, they put us through all this stress. Instructors are like, you know, hey, no, you can handle anything out here on your own. Like, you are on your own. So in the academy, the way they're they're teaching is, and I think it is great. Uh, I never understood it when I I was going through it, but I think it is great. Um, And one of the instructors, I remember saying that there's no scenario that you cannot handle alone. And 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 that's really that's really how we were trained.
0: Whenever I am driving and I'll see like a parking lot and there's two police cars that are like parked like this and they're talking, I'm always so curious. And I'm like, did you guys plan to meet up there? Did you guys just run into each other? What what is that situation? Are you guys just talking about your day and just downtime? I'm always so well, confused.
1: Fun, funny you say that. We we get we get asked that a lot. Or people will come up and say, hey, what are you doing? You know, it's like, okay. So a lot of times if we have some downtime and uh, we'll meet up with each other, your district partner, hey, you know, meet me over here. Let's go park over here. We'll park. And the reason why we park that way is because we're watching our six. Look at what's going on in the United States right right now, especially. It's very, 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 very dark times for law enforcement, but officers are getting assassinated left and right. Sometimes we'll, we'll meet up to chit chat, or sometimes we'll, we'll meet up because we are working on reports, right? Like, for example, myself and one of my other partners, we, uh, uh-huh. I meal prep. So we'll meet up at a gas station, we'll mark, warm up our food, and then we'll go eat together. Uh, but yeah, it, we're, we're basically, we're watching our six. We're either having some sort of discussion. We're watching each other, right?
0: What's a really good day that stands out at your job in a positive way?
1: You know, for me personally, and this, this is going to be very, very different when it comes to other, other law enforcement officers. But mm-hmm. kids, if yeah. we go back to the beginning of, this, of the interview, um, I had mentioned when I was a kid, I didn't feel that safety, right? So I'll go, in, I'll go inside the neighborhoods and, you know, you'll see people walking. you see people with their kids or running, right. working out. I usually try to wave to almost everybody that I encounter as I'm driving by. Right, it's called. It's I mean, it's community policing. You know, it's definitely it's definitely one of those things that you want to have the the public's trust. And obviously, in neighborhoods, you know what goes on a lot of burglaries, you know assaults, things like that. So you want to make sure you're present for them also. But when it comes to kids, a lot of times you know give them a sticker or a pencil from the agency. You know, uh, a lot of these kids, you know, it, it brings a smile to their face and. That's the most positive um, aspect of, of what I do on a, on a, on a daily basis, because I, I think it starts when, when kids are very young, mm-hmm. they need to be able to trust, you know, their, their police, you know, that they are there to protect them, you know, serve them, you know, help them whenever they need it. So I try to do the best that I can to have them grow up and feel secured.
0: Right obviously, I think a lot of us can imagine, but what's a bad day at work or what's a challenge that you find yourself frequently facing?
1: Mm, Okay. So, uh, man, so I would say a bad day at work, you're trying to save somebody and unfortunately they don't make it. It could be different scenarios. It Mm -hmm. could be they're elderly or crime has been committed. Mm -hmm. You know, you have their family, you know, obviously crying and, you know, upset and, and uh, you do everything you can to save that individual before medical staff gets there. But a lot of times it's just, it, uh, it's unfortunate, but you lose those lives. And I think those are, for me personally, those are the, uh, but it's one of those things that you, you move on, you, you learn and you did the best that you could. Um, you did everything you can to try to save this individual's life. That, that that can be really, really difficult. and And I think that's when, People need to people realize that hey, we we're human too. Um, Just because we don't know these these individuals doesn't mean that it it doesn't affect us in a certain way emotionally, mentally.
0: So, have you seen that burnout is is that a common thing in law enforcement that people just quit because they just can't take it anymore?
1: So. I would say, yes, that burnout does exist. It definitely does exist. It's it's one of those where uh, it has happened to me uh, you know. before. I, I wouldn't say that they quit. Mm-hmm. I don't think they, they quit. They either move on to a different division where it's going to be lighter. Um, so that's an option. Me, if I started feeling burnout, hey, I'm taking a vacation. I'll see y'all later. Don't bother me. On my previous burnout, I took time out, time off, took a vacation and I still had some time left on my vacation. I was like, man, I'm ready to go back. But it's, you just got to recharge.
0: What's the end goal for someone like you in your position? What are you hoping to work up towards? Where do you want to end your career in? What are you hoping to see?
1: Hopefully I am able to uh, promote for sure, at least I want to end as a sergeant. The reason why as a sergeant and, and not anything further up there is because I want to be out there with my troops. You know, I want to have my own, my own shift, you know, and I want to be out there with them, you know, assisting them, helping them, molding them, leading them, be a mentor. I think of one sergeant and, and he's really impacted my, my career in, in a great, great manner. I hope to one day be as good as he is because I will tell you, I will tell you this. He is an amazing, amazing leader.
0: What advice do you have for any younger listeners who might be interested in pursuing a career in law enforcement?
1: So I would tell them, you know, do it because you have a passion for it. Wanting to make some sort of difference, some sort of change. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. I've noticed that there's individuals that do it for the, wrong reasons like they want to wear a uniform they want to show off they want to have a badge and sure. this the ain't this ain't the movies yeah it's it's not it, it's real life you know you can accomplish a lot with some hard work no one's going to ever hold your hand out here though you can go up up the chain of command hell you can be a chief and run multiple divisions uh you know the opportunities are there um, just do it for the right reasons. Uh, I, I would say with everything going on in America with policing, go to school, get your degree first, if possible, in case you decide, hey, law enforcement isn't for me or something were to happen. Definitely it's one of those, you know, develop that passion, but also have that backup plan.
0: A big thank you to Jesse for donating his time to the show. Follow us on Instagram at podcast and visit our website, employedpodcast.com.